Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast, one-man podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan anime and games discussed by a certified Japanaholic. I am your host, Taylor Fry, and today I've I've got a topic that recently started becoming such a massive thing, okay? Like, more massive than I think anybody could have expected. Um, at least if you're, like, talking in terms of, like, what it was like back in, like, you know, just a few years ago or whatever. Judging by the title of this episode, you can, you can kind of guess what I'm talking about. And that is the rise of virtual YouTubers or virtual, like, virtual, how should I say this? Because um, it's easier to say virtual YouTubers. But it's not just, like, they're on YouTube, but it's also on, like, Everywhere on social media, like Twitch, um, like Twitch, uh, what what's that website called? Nick, um, Nico Video, and for some reason, virtual YouTubers over the past like year and a half have been just massively spiking in terms of their popularity. Um, on I'll I'll only talk about YouTube. For this, epi- for this episode, but just know that in general, you see a lot more virtual streamers or a lot more virtual, like, uh, content creators, um, especially on, like, other websites, but I'm going to be talking mainly about YouTube for today just because it's noticeable, noticeably bigger, at least. Um, so, for anybody... Who <laughs> this is this is really really crazy for anybody who does not know much about like virtual YouTubers listening on you know, listening to a podcast that's all about Japan or whatever. Um, but virtual YouTubers or just virtual characters in general um, essentially are just people who sit in in front of like a webcam or whatever, but they have a different character show it on their their screen or whatever that they record videos and stuff like that on and. Back then, it was kind of used to, like, not really show your face, but you didn't want to, like, create, like, a still-pictured, like, video or whatever, so you wanted to, like, have a little bit of character into your videos. That's what it was like back then. More, it's not like that now, kind of, uh, obviously. Um, and a lot of people, when you talk about virtual YouTubers, they usually talk about Kizuna. Um, who is considered to be one of the verse, first excuse me, virtual YouTubers. Um, and she debuted back in 2016. But that also is... While that is kind of true, that is also kind of false. Because um, actually back then, there was a Japanese... Or like a UK-based Japanese vlogger named Ami Yama- Yamato. Uh, who uploaded a couple videos back in 2011 with this virtual, with a virtual uh, animated uh, avatar. So it could kind of date back to 2011, but it mostly started getting popular back in 2016. And it's gotten to the point where I don't think it'll get, I I don't really see (laughs) this whole like VTuber stuff getting any more popular down the line. Because... It's got it's really gone mainstream. Okay, I'll say this that much. Okay. There's been many times where uh 
especially in Japan. This I'm talking mostly in, about like anything that happens in Japan uh, for this instance because it 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 didn't really take off here in the West till about 2019 or early 2019. And I'll talk about why here in a little bit. Um, but in Japan, it's really common to see like virtual characters or just like anime in general being used to um like promote something. Um the biggest example that I can think of off the top of my head uh is like when you see especially I saw this commercial during Christmas last year uh where they actually did like an anime kind of scene. I think a lot of people know what I'm talking about because a lot of people probably have seen it. But there's commercials from McDonald's that um, are animated like an anime scene or whatever. And those are like really freaking like wholesome and amazing. Because I see a lot of those and I'm like, oh, that is super beautiful. That makes me want to go to McDonald's. Um, but unfortunately, the McDonald's near my area is not the greatest. Not the greatest. I mean, it's still good, but I, I'm not going to spend like... I'm not going to eat there every night of the, the week or whatever. But the... The point I'm trying to make is that it's typical for Japan to like use virtual characters um, as a way to promote their stuff. And, you know, virtual YouTubers or whatever, obviously, have been, you know, no stranger to this. There's been several instances where, uh, where such like, uh, such as like uh, Kazuyan, Kazuyan uh, uh, Eyes. Uh, appearance on NHK back in October 2018, um, which didn't, it kind of sparked some controversy, but at the same time, at the same time, that's kind of like the biggest example I could give, is that at the time, you know, virtual YouTubers back in like 2018 were starting to get off the ground, but what really set it off recently was Hololive's uh, new generation of characters, preferably <laughs> creatively named Hololived English, where it had. Sorry if you hear clicking noises. I always, I I hate sitting next to my mouse whenever I'm recording these podcast episodes because I've gotten a few comments recently where, especially with uh, the uh, episode with Alex actually uh where people heard the mouse clickings and stuff like that I don't know do people find that annoying to hear like some background noise like not like terrible background noise but like just like a, a nice like click of the mouse or whatever because I unfortunately have a very loud mouse and a lot of people can hear this mouse whenever I'm recording videos streaming or recording podcast episodes I'm sorry I'm sorry if you hear it it's just sometimes I switch tabs to like I switch tabs or I switch windows to look at notes or something like that because I obviously can't talk for 30 minutes out of my <laughs> out of my ass without some notes. But uh, Hololive recently came out with their first generation of English VTubers. Uh, five of them to be exact. Obviously the most popular one being uh, the shark one which is Gura which I've made a couple videos on uh, on the Japan Holic channel. Don't get me wrong, the other four are incredibly popular, but Gura is, like, the, like, most popular, obviously, out of, like, the entire English group. And, you know, based on the title, 
These five talk only in English. Now, uh, as well as I looked this up as well, they also have uh, Hololive China and I think it was Indonesia, right? Yes, Hololive China and Hololive Indonesia uh, generations, which, I mean, that's pretty... That just shows that these virtual YouTubers are not, like, a big thing in Japan as much anymore. Um, Hololive, and, like, I'm going to really talk about Hololive right now because when speaking of... How, or when speaking of virtual like YouTubers or virtual characters in general, obviously the number one group that gets talked about the most uh, is Hololive, because obviously they have a huge chunk of of like characters and personalities that obviously you know a lot of people know and a lot of people talk about. Hololive is not the only virtual YouTuber group. Obviously, there's a lot more than, you know, a lot more, how should I say this, a lot more uh, groups out there that specialize in kind of like what Hololive does. And obviously, you can look some of this up and stuff like that. But for right now, I'm going to, I'm going to talk specifically about Hololive. Um, the Holo, Hololive's first generation of talents... Uh, could go as far back as, like, early 2018, I think. Because I know they started, like, I know, uh, uh, Matsuri, uh, which is one of the first characters, uh, one of the, one of the more famous first generations outside of, uh, Fubuki, uh, she had her debut stream in June, and, but she made her account back in May. Um, I think a lot of the other first generation talents followed suit that, I think. I think they either came before her or a little bit afterwards. I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that. I think Matsuri may be like in the middle. But point still stands. They, Hololive first came to like YouTube or whatever back in early 2018. Um, they were a thing in like another website. I can't remember the exact website. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have that information, but, uh, they, they had, a another website or whatever that they, um, that they were on. I think it was Nico Video, if I remember correctly, but I could be wrong on that. Nico Video was, was really popular in terms of, like, watching virtual content or whatever, virtual, like, YouTubers or virtual streamers, um, and... Most most of them are like have migrated over to YouTube, obviously, because YouTube is the bigger platform to promote your stuff, obviously. Um, but when Hololive came over to YouTube in 2018, it started this massive trend where it came to uh what ended up happening, what ends up happening to your recommendations, um, because. Probably if you are listening to this, you probably are already in this, what we call the rabbit hole of virtual YouTubers, uh, or VTuber hell as I like to call it, because once you watch one virtual YouTuber, you end up watching 20 more, and then that 20 more becomes 40 more, and then the next thing you know, you become pretty much a super fan in like three weeks, because for whatever reason, YouTube weirdly recommends you so much virtual YouTuber stuff the moment you click on one of them. It starts off as one, but as soon as you click one, it becomes like a virus and just spreads throughout your entire YouTube feed. Because my YouTuber feed basically consists of 
the about 75% of Hololive, 10% other virtual YouTubers, and the rest, like, other videos on YouTube, like, any other videos. That's, like, just a small bit of, like, um, a small bit of, like, what's on YouTube outside of virtual YouTubers. Um, and it's, like, if you've been on, if you've been on YouTube for a long time, like I have, I've been at least looking at trends and stuff on YouTube ever since, like, 2013, um, because I started my YouTube channel back in 2000, well, I created the account back in 2011, I've said this before, I created my account back in, like, 2011, but I obviously didn't upload any videos until, like, 2016, 2017, um, but I've privated, not privated, but I've unlisted, like, over half of my content recently, because it's old content, and it doesn't have to do, it doesn't have to do with anything Japan-related, so I was like, I'm not going to have that on my channel. Takes up too much of my space. 700 videos, more like 100 videos or like 200. But going on to like the topic of trends is I've noticed, okay, with like how the years have gone by like last decade in the, the 2010s is that it slowly turned to video like back then videos with face cam were very popular because you wanted to see genuine reactions to what was going on on the screen if you were making any sort of videos which at the time was mostly gaming content you would more likely want to have a face cam to enhance the quality of your content um even if it was like a terrible webcam Okay, like, if you look, for example, like, Toby Turner, like, Toby Gabes, if you look at some of his, like, old Happy Wheels or his old, uh, Minecraft, like, back in, like, once he got into, like, uh, like, episode, what was it, like, episode 200, like, in the, the 220s or whatever, where he started using face cam for that, you know, you, it, it's a good indication of you didn't need a good webcam in order for you to, you know, have a good video in general, because at the time... It was starting to become more and more of a thing that face cams or just showing your face in general were necessary to make your channel successful. And now it's become to the point where you don't show your face to become successful. You show an avatar to become successful because the thing that a co like a very big controversy that not really controversy, but like it's a big thing that everybody loves to talk about, which is money, 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 money. Okay, the biggest thing that's come out of these virtual YouTubers as of recently, as of recently, is, well, the super chats and the fact that a lot of these people, a lot of these characters, I'm going to call them characters, but they're obviously people behind the, behind the characters, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, these, these characters on Holo, like especially some Hololive VTubers, I'll name one, obviously you know which one I'm going to be talking about here in just a minute, but they can make some, some huge amounts of money just doing, like, just, you know, being an avatar or whatever. And I'm not saying, okay, and I'm not really saying it's, a bad thing. My personal opinions on virtual YouTubers is if they're if they're happy doing what they're doing on YouTube, I'm not going to like shit on them. Okay, um, I'm not going to like go crazy against them. 
Okay. In fact, I'm the complete opposite. I love virtual YouTubers because it it's weird. It's weird. It, it, it try to explain. Try to explain why you love virtual YouTubers. It's like very difficult because I love all the characters and I love their personalities because yes, they're they're avatars and you know they're not like the actual faces or whatever. But the personalities are like top line. Okay, if they have a very interesting personality, if they have like a personality that gets you interested in them, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter whether they have an avatar showing or a face cam showing or nothing in general, obviously. But this Hololive member, Coco, you know, the, the dragon, the, the ever so famous dragon, um, who's known for being very fluent, not only Japanese, but English, which is the epitome of of like fame because you know if you want to speak Japanese there you go she can speak Japanese but then she'll pull an oodle reverse card and speak a little bit of English but very vulgar English my dad because if I remember correctly Coco did actually like she she was in the states if I remember her backstory for a couple years like in the south so yeah her English is very southern in some ways I think it was in the south but it's like Either way, whenever you live in the States for a couple years, your English becomes 50, not really 50, 60% swear words and slang and 40% typical English. But Coco has been very, very popular on YouTube to the point where, well, she's earned over 800,000 dollars in terms of Super Chats. Granted... With how Super Chats work on YouTube is that YouTube takes a chunk of the Super Chats for themselves. And as well as since Coco is working for Hololive, Hololive also takes like a majority of the chunk of the Super Chat as well. But still, if you take away like, even if Coco was getting like 25%, which I think maybe a little bit more, I can't, I'm not... I don't know exactly how much they take out because I don't really like talking, uh, like getting personal when it comes to money. I know in the Japanese uh, culture, it do it's not as like, you know, not much of like a, a big thing as it is here in the West where it's like you will never, ever, ever get people talking about their, their, their figures or their income because it's super private to them unless it's like family or close friends but even then it's like eh, that's a little it's a little it's a little out there that you would probably talk about your earnings or something like that and in Japan it's not like that but it's also at the same time it's like you know people won't brag about their earnings or people won't talk openly about it at like any point in time but it's not like here in the states you know they'll talk about it every once in a while but you know they're not going to really, but the going on back to the Coco. Okay. Even if she's still getting about like 25% of the 800,000 that she's gotten in super chats, that's like roughly 800,000 might I add. Um, she would still be getting, she would still be getting $200,000 for herself, which that's just incredible. Like all on YouTube, all just streaming. Okay, and mind you, most times these Hololive streamers have like a mixed bag of what they do in terms of like their their streaming content. Um, 
example I'll give is Okayu, which is personally one of my favorites. I, I personally love Okayu a lot. So if you follow my Twitter page, which is at the Japanaholic one, you will definitely see me post a little bit about Okayu and virtual YouTubers in general. Just just pointing that out there, pointing that out there. But her content really consists of her playing games and then her having like her discussions and just like chatting with, you know, people every every so often or whatever. Not every not every VTuber is like this. Sometimes they just play games all the time and sometimes they only like do discussions. And sometimes they'll actually like do like VR live shows or whatever where they actually like have 3D models and stuff like that. Which, that takes some talent, okay? That takes a, a huge, a, a huge amount of talent. Not just from like, like the, the, uh, like the, the Hollow Life star themselves, but like the, the person behind the avatar doing all the customization and stuff like that. Cause let me tell you, as somebody who tried to work in, uh, in like a, like a 2D editor or whatever, um, that is not the, it's not like something you could, it's not like a paper and pencil where you can quickly like, you know, quickly write something down or whatever. It's not easy. It's so difficult to create 2D models, let alone 3D models. That takes a whole lot of time and a whole lot of effort that, when you see these VR shows with like the the characters being three like the like you know like three D characters or whatever, it's incredibly it's incredibly like weird. It's incredibly weird to think about how much time and effort went into making these three D models, and they and they run super duper fluently smooth. Okay, and the thing is, is it's not just. Coco, who's been having a lot of success recently in terms of, like, super chat earnings, okay? Because, um, seven, at least in the top ten, like, biggest super chat earners on YouTube, seven of them are virtual YouTubers, okay? Seven of them are, like, people like Coco who are just behind these avatars and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how much of them are Hololive members, but still... 70% of the top Super Chat earners on YouTube are virtual YouTubers. That just shows that they're, you know, that's a complete 180 from what it was back in, like, 2016 or 17. Where, you know, a lot of, like, the, the biggest earners or whatever were just, like, people showing their faces or people doing reaction videos. That was a terrible thing. Or that was a terrible, like a like, a terrible fad back in like 2016 and 17 which is like still a thing now to this day like i see a lot of reaction um reaction videos on my uh in my recommendations but it wasn't as bad bad it, it wasn't as bad now as it is like back in 2016 where it was like the only thing on youtube and it was like blatant stealing i mean it kind of still is now to this day but like eh not as bad as it was before but um, but to continue on with Hololive or virtual YouTubers in general, um, 70% of the top earnings on YouTube, at least in Super Chat, is VTubers. So, I, I want to know the other three because the thing is, though, is that while that is, I will say this though, while that is pretty high, 70% is a lot, that also, it, at the same time though, um, 
people over at like Twitch and something like that. Like if you go over on Twitch, it's a whole different story because while virtual streamers have been the thing on Twitch, and in fact, there's a huge category of them that you could obviously look up and go into V streamer hell for that, but or go in the rabbit hole. But um, but still, like the the highest the highest supported supported excuse me, like Twitch streamers are obviously like the big game like the big dog streamers okay um and they are like ones that don't show their face and stuff like that but even then like um there's recently been i don't know i don't know if pokemon's been pokemon has been doing this lately um she did do one stream where she turned herself into a virtual streamer I don't know what's been going on with that lately because I haven't heard much outside of that. I just saw that she posted like a small clip of her using her uh, 3D model. And uh, I think that it was just her one-time thing. But I could be wrong. Any tier 3 Pokemon subs don't come at me please. Because that is... Um, I don't follow her because I just I'm not interested in her. Uh, honestly, you know, just not really interested. Um, now I'm going to be like talking about possibly one of the biggest issues that have come out of virtual YouTubers in the past about a year or so. I mean, the thing is, is that virtual YouTubers or just content creators in general, um, they haven't had like a huge issue or whatever. They've never really had like big controversies. Um, I mean, like, honestly, like, one of the bigger controversies to come out of, like, Hololive, um, like, was just recently with, I think it was, like, their fifth gen? Was it their fifth gen? Um, give me a second. Um, yeah, it was, uh, Mono Aloy, who, just the entire video in general could obviously, um, could obviously have an entire episode dedicated onto, um, but she got involved in some controversy and she was unfortunately, I don't know if she was forced to, but she retired, um, early on in her, uh, at early on, um, she made her debut in, uh, August 15th, um, of this year and then retired like not too long afterwards. So, yeah, it, you know, th that was probably one of the bigger controversies to come out of, like, the past, like, few, um, few, um, few years. I actually did a, a little, I, I actually discussed more about this in the top news of August, anime news of August, obviously. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm sounding like I, it's hard to, like, I hate talking negative. I really hate talking negative. You will understand this. You'll if you if you start to know me personally or whatever, you know that whenever I speak like negative or whatever, I just have a hard time putting into words what I want to say because I don't want to say the wrong thing and I obviously don't want to offend anybody obviously. But there was a <laughs> well, I'm going to offend somebody already. There was an SJW out there um, name Brittany Fenty, I think it was her name. I don't know. I have her blocked on Twitter, obviously. But she's been having this entire issue lately with Hololive 
with how life English, especially Gura. Um, obviously, if you are into virtual YouTubers, especially the English, the virtual YouTuber English group or whatever of Hololive English, you know this. You you definitely know this. It would be almost impossible for me to fight somebody who does not know about this controversy. But apparently, according to Brittany, Gura is being used to lure child predators or whatever. And... Basically, she's talking down on these virtual YouTubers or whatever, just because she, you can obviously look up like, uh, a video, like the video about this. Um, I don't really want to talk much about it, but the point that I want to make about this topic is that when something becomes, when something becomes popular, people are going to shit on it and Hololive is definitely no exception to this at all. Okay, because, and especially, okay, and not only that, but Project Melody set a lot of porn stars off, okay, because of the fact that people were jerking off to a, a virtual porn star rather than an actual porn star. There were a few that I saw that did not like Project Melody at all. Personal opinion, I don't mind her. I don't mind her. That's the thing. Do your own thing. But, but, um... People just, people who, uh, this is, this is hard for me to put into words because like I don't get their side of this. That's the thing. I'm trying to explain to this, but it's like, I don't understand where these people are coming from where they're all like, oh, I don't like virtual YouTubers. This is stupid. Why, why are people jerking off to Project Melody when she's a fake person? She could be doing it to me. Jerk off to me. <laughs> but no, it's like, I don't, I don't understand. They're, they're like, they're perspective that's the thing and that's what's causing me to have like this issue with trying to put into words with these controversies and stuff like that but the point that i just want to make in general is that when something becomes big people are going to start hating it because it's big and it's cool to hate something that's popular i guess i don't know unpopular opinion i think that's stupid but uh popular opinion i like virtual youtubers there you go <laughs> um but Virtual YouTubers, at least for the past, like, year and a half, have gotten massive. That's the point that I'm trying to make for this entire episode. They are slowly taking over YouTube, and the next thing you know, uh, we are going to be living in a world full of AI. But it is the year 2020, so I would not be surprised, considering how much shit this year's been throwing at us. Um, but, so... I really, like like I said before, it's super difficult to talk a lot about, like, specific virtual YouTubers or virtual people in general. Because as of, as of recording this, uh, at least as, like, as this episode is released, there's easily over 10,000 virtual YouTubers. Or easily over 20,000 virtual, like, content creators in general. Like, outside of YouTube. Like, on Twitch and on Nico Video, and on um, um, other websites and stuff like that. I don't know why I could only think of literally those two other websites. But you get the point that I'm trying to make. Okay? And they're not... And it's not like they're just doing, like, gaming or just chatting streams. There's also uh, virtual YouTuber. I, I really... 
really want to say virtual content creators, but that is a mouthful. Virtual YouTubers who specialize in singing, dancing, and uh, that sort of stuff. Possibly the biggest example I'll give is Hatsune Miku. Obviously, everybody knows me Hatsune. Everybody knows her. Everybody. Anybody who is an otaku knows this knows this girl. Even if you haven't been an otaku for decades, even if you've only been an otaku for like a year or possibly just like less than that, which is like it is, you are still going to you still possibly know Hatsune Miku. Okay, because Hatsune Miku was like the biggest thing when it comes to, uh, like just in general, virtual, like virtual creators. Um, and she's been around actually, she's been around longer than the uh Abe Yamato uh person I talked about earlier. Hatsune Miku has been around since like 2009. Oh, god. Um, I'll quickly look this up because I, uh, yeah, I was like the only time I'm looking this character up, uh, 2007, actually, excuse me, 2007, but you get the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Whoa. Um, so virtual creators have been around for like decades. Okay. And even though, you know, like I said before, you don't have to be a, Huge otaku to know Hatsune Miku because like everybody knows that if you like if you like anime you've probably heard of Hatsune Miku right you probably listened to a few of her albums right right not me personally but you know <laughs> but just um the th <laughs> the thing is is that I can't really discuss too much about like specific VTubers okay. Especially since, by some chance, there could be a virtual, like, a very, not a very popular one, but a very up-and-coming virtual, like, content creator listening to this podcast episode right now. It could be you listening to this right now. Who knows? I don't know. I obviously don't know. But the thing is, is that virtual YouTubers or virtual content creators have been spiking lately in terms of popularity, in terms of the amount that is you know, being, um, distributed, I'll say, onto these websites, because like I said, there's over, there's a good chunk, I want to say like almost 20,000, if not over 20,000, uh, like virtual content creators, uh, 10,000 on YouTube alone, I want to say, a little over, but that's just, yeah, <laughs> I may be one of them, I may be one of them if you check my channel out. Even though I post my face every once in a while, but it's like a mix. It's like a mixed bag for me. So I think that will cover it for this episode of the Japan Holic Podcast. I think I got my point across that virtual YouTubers are a massive thing and they should not be fucked with. I think, <laughs> but I really, really enjoy virtual YouTubers. I'll say this: what if you want to watch whatever you want on YouTube? Go right the fuck on ahead. They'll let. Any opinions on Twitter or on Spotify or on Facebook or even on YouTube, you know, change your opinions on virtual YouTubers. If you love them, go ahead, share their love. Okay. You know, if you want to support them by sending a super chat, go right on ahead. <laughs> no one's going to, I mean, like a lot of people make fun of people doing that because like, oh, you're sipping or whatever. But like, 
you're showing support. Just go ahead and show support. Alright? We're all sims at one point in our lives. We're all degenerates. We're all otakus. You know, we do stuff that when we think back on like a year down the line or a month down the line, we're like, man, that was stupid. Why did I do that? But you know what? It's all fun and games. Alright? If no one gets hurt, then it's all fun and games. Alright? If you ain't doing anything terrible or illegal, it's all fun and games. Alright? Just, you know, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, I'll be honest. But I want to thank you all so much for supporting this podcast. And if you would, uh, if you want to share even more support, uh, share this podcast out. I don't really want to make a Patreon yet because I'm not. Po- this podcast is not popular enough for a Patreon page just yet. I will possibly make one here soon. Possibly like... Uh, and uh, when I hit like a year or whatever of doing this podcast, because I haven't been doing this podcast long enough for a Patreon. So I'd rather not make a Patreon just yet, but if you would like to still show some support, just share this podcast out with any fellow Japanaholics, okay? And let them become Japanaholic like me. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to watch more virtual YouTubers. I will be back so same time next week. I think I may do... I don't know what's going to happen next week because I have another episode with Alex uh, that I would love to go out and have uploaded on here. But there's two problems here. One, it is the month of October and I did not make a top news of uh, anime for this month uh, because I didn't realize it was the end of September when I said that I was going to make this episode. whoops a So I may make it next week. But I do not know. I honestly do not know. And the second reason why uh, the episode with Alex may not come next week is because it is a topic that Trash Taste Pod that the Trash Taste Podcast already freaking did, and I don't really want to copy them. It just so happened that the topic that we talked about in the in that in uh, with me and Alex that's coming out in two weeks or next week, I don't freaking know, just so happened to be talked on the Trash Taste Podcast and. I don't really want to upload it right now. So it may not be next week. It may be the week afterwards. But I don't know. I'm going to go watch more virtual YouTubers. And I'm going to tweet out more virtual YouTubers over at my Twitter page. I've been Taylor, the Certified Japanaholic, signing off. Good night from the VTuber Hellhole.